took out to the pause because just want to make sure we're recording this time. What's going on? It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder of Cinema Draft, and the owner of BlackBitcoin.com. Everybody is welcome. I stay black. Love you, girl. That's right. And today's guest, and I do apologize, we had to wait in the cut the last couple weeks. This is why I had to take a pause at the beginning. As we rolled, because we had a great guest on, recorded about an hour plus of great content, and it was lost. Technical difficulties, so I want to make sure that we definitely got a great guest this weekend. Let's welcome LA lawyer extraordinaire and the entrepreneur and multi use cool out event space in Inglewood, which I'm looking forward to checking out in a couple weekends during Black Panther Holiday Weekend over at Inglewood. Her place is called Sip and Sonder. It is Shanita Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Hey, everyone. Good to be here. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. So one thing I like to do with my guests, I'm not sure if you've seen some of these other Black and Bitcoin podcasts, but my first question I always like to ask you is when did you fall in love? When did you first fall in love with crypto? Or, in, or if you're not in love quite yet, because it has been kind of rocky, when did you first <laughs> experience or hear about cryptocurrency? Yeah, um, I guess the first time I heard about it in like a real way was uh, maybe two or three years ago. Um, I was having a conversation or right before I left business school and people were kind of talking about getting into um, an alternate investment platform and didn't really know what they were talking about at the time. I kind of knew there was this like thing that's been around for a while, but um, kind of the chatter got a little louder uh, and started to look more um, towards that. And then this past year, maybe in the last two years, I got really intrigued by uh, wealth creation and wealth sustainability, particularly in the black community. Um, and looked around in that and this idea of having um, like a, a cryptocurrency was the only thing that kind of made sense of something you could do that wasn't already um, a current currency uh, in, in the system. And so I got really intrigued about that. That's uh, when I re reached out to you and, and we had our, our conversation and I um, started digging around. So it took a couple of years of ramp up and, until I really got into it, but then I, I kind of just shot off from there. Nice, nice. So, do you deal at all in, with cryptocurrency uh, or, or you know, the the Bitcoin space at all with your with your current job? Because you're you're a lawyer, right? What kind of uh, lawyer are you? Yeah. So I do. I'm a startup and venture capitalist um, yeah. attorney. So we are all up in the space with a lot of our startups uh, coming to us in the last, in particular, in, in the last nine months, um, asking about doing ICOs. Uh, so I got really um, entrenched into uh, what we could, how we could work with the, the clients who were looking at that and getting into the regulated space and, you know, seeing about what's happening with the SEC and the CFTC, uh, doing research on that. So that's been my involvement for our clients um, generally within the crypto world. Okay, nice. And so do you have, I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but do you already have any plans for getting into cryptocurrency on an organized level? And also personally, how invested or involved are you with cryptocurrency? Besides yeah, the $5 I, dollars I gave you. in I was going to say that was my my, uh, my intro into Bitcoin. Hey. <laughs> uh, from you, so thank you very much for that. 
Uh, yeah, since then I started exploring more. The kind of the way that I explore um, cryptocurrency has been investing in it, even small amounts, just to see how the movements are and, and have a little bit of skin in the game in that way. So I've been um, kind of across a few different platforms or, or altcoins in addition to Bitcoin that I've been playing around with just to see, um, you know, see where things are moving towards and, and what I might want to look further into. Um, and then also kind of looking at some hyper-local cryptocurrency options for the city of Inglewood and, and how um, we might be able to utilize the system for that. Yeah, so how's that going, actually? Because that's one thing that, that's really kind of captured the imagination of a lot of uh, uh, different communities, ethnicities, what have you, is trying to figure mm -hmm. out ways to keep dollars within the community and doing, like, hyper-local type of uh, uh, currencies and what have you. Like, how's, how's that project going? Yeah, it's been moving. It's, it's interesting because I've spoken to a few VCs about it, and everyone pretty much says the same thing. It's like, that's a really great idea. I hope that you do it. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a space, you know, maybe people have here and there have thought about it. There's some cool examples out of Israel and um, East London that have done some things with it. Um, but, you, you know, the biggest part right now that we're working on is coordinating with the Chamber of Commerce to have it be more of a, um, a citywide, yeah, an official nice. citywide platform, um, but starting within Sip and Sonder, you know, our, our coffee shop and collective space, um, of just seeing how we might be able to exchange that. So one thing I'm looking at um, and, and was kind of looking through the last couple of days is our loyalty program and infiltrating um, our the hyper local currency into our, our loyalty um, rewards program. And, and that way it's kind of recycling that back into um, into the company itself and people, it's kind of less of a, a gamble for other people to join in. Um, and then as we grow it, there'll be a core group that already you know, has interacted with this particular crypto. That's that's actually a really smart idea. Have, now, have you heard of or interacted with any of the founders of some of these other uh, African American focused coins? Like there, I mean, there's there's several out there. I mean, there's you know mm -hmm. the most probably uh, uh, the most marketed one I think is probably Guap. We've taken a look at that inside. Once again, the Black People in Cryptocurrency Facebook group. I'm just saying <laughs> it's lit. Uh, we've looked at that. Um, we studied that uh, strongly as well as there's there's several like Sable Ascent and and just I mean there's like a, I think this uh, one uh, lady has one called Seek C E E K V R. She's sponsoring somebody in the Olympic Games like a speed skater, um, paying him partially in crypto as well as um, fiat currency for uh, sponsorships have you have you uh, looked into partnering or, or seen anything that you like or maybe don't like about some other uh, already uh, established or building african-american currencies cryptocurrency yeah i i kind of took a, a general look across the the field on it but i haven't reached out yet um to anyone you know i'm still thinking through what that might look like if it's not um you know a localized currency more of a um, a community currency across the black community in particular. Um, but that's not, that's not a bad idea. So I think. <laughs> We're here to help. We're here to help. But I will say this though, once again, cribbing to my favorite little Facebook group, uh, they really need to make this a sticky too. Maybe, maybe I can find it. But there was actually a discussion where, um, where someone asked like, what are the black, you know, uh, run or own cryptocurrencies. And we, yeah, let me see. Um, 
black owned crypto. And it actually, I mean, a lot of us, you know, had a lot to contribute. There we go. Here's here's the post. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty interesting because um, because everyone, you know, had opinion. A lot of people had run across some of these uh, cryptocurrencies. I think a guy actually made a list. Where's his list? So Guap is like the, probably the most uh, famous or infamous mm -hmm. one per se. Uh, she mark is really hard. But once you look at the white paper, all that guaps is not gold uh and um it, we, I, me personally i've yet to come across one that really is has a compelling use case um outside of just like let's do it because we're black and you really kind of have to have like you know a real strong either use case or 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 uh, initiative behind it that makes sense like if one th if, if you know not to pick on guap per se but if guap had actually had something on their white paper where they were like all right we're giving x amount to you know the naacp or the urban league or united negro college fund or whatever you know that to me would kind of make sense but the white paper is a little bit lacking that type of area and i just really kind of encourage people who are looking at making say an african American themed or or, or African American business uh, uh, targeted cryptocurrency. Make sure there's a real utility for it, and also that the that the that it's not a centralized token. This one it seems to be highly centralized as well. Make sure that it's all accessible to everybody. You know, Guap also has kind of like a, a slight bear. I think it's like a hundred dollar minimum to buy in, and you know, it's just there's a lot of issues with with you know coins like this. So just be careful out there when you're setting up your coin. If you're looking for some good resources for people who are developers and blockchain people like that. You know, friend me on Facebook, I'll slide you right into the Black People in Cryptocurrency group. There's a lot of people in there who are, like, running masternodes and, like, you know, who are working on developing blockchains themselves. You have contacts with people with coins. It's really, you know, you know, I, I feel like I'm shilling for them. I've not been paid at all for this group or anything, <laughs> but I find that I actually get a lot of value out of them every day. It's a pretty cool group. About almost 10,000 okay. strong, too, so. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I have a quick question for you, just based oh, on that. Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on it being, you know, specifically black-owned crypto versus, you know, geographic and local crypto for the marketplace that it's in? Well, I mean, obviously there are, there are tons of cryptocurrencies out there. I think you can have both. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a coin that is aimed at strengthening and, and creating, you know, and, and, and recycling, you know, black dollars per se, but it just has to, but in order for it to really catch on, it needs to have, it needs to, to either stay, it needs to stand out and, or be, you know, really professional and have a lot of networks in place. Cause I'm not sure, I can't remember if we talked about this when, um, uh, you interviewed me, but uh, I, I believe I, at the time or right before I was trying, I was actually curious about creating, you know, an African American themed uh, cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And I knew that you had to have several things in place. You need to have, you know, uh, you need to have some, some, some really good marketing, like like a, a partner in the press, a partner in, you know, socially, like, you know, a mega church, something like that. And also a partner in on the business end as, you know, as well as traditional ICO and coin marketing efforts, because if you really wanted to, to catch fire you need to have you know those stakeholders in place so that everyone feels invested in growing the coin you also want to make sure that it's easy for for people to individually participate by you know either mining it or setting up you know masternodes or 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 you know bounty programs or ways that can be rewarded with you know you know your coin for performing tasks or for free i mean you know and, and that and you basically you just can't have like a blockchain for blockchain's sake and, okay. and create a cryptocurrency because as uh, Deidre from you know the chief admin over at Black People in Cryptocurrency likes to say that you know a, a you know a blockchain without Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency is just a database. You know people don't have an incentive to to secure the network to you know keep up the value to stake and hold it you know per se.
So actually, actually, that's the thing. Glad you mentioned it because I actually have a really good example. There's a coin <laughs> called Shekel. Have you heard of Shekel? Shekel's Shekel, great. no, Shekel's awesome. I haven't. There, I mean, it's it's you know as you might expect, it's a it's a Israeli coin. Um, their their ticker symbol. Damn, where is it? I think Shekel.io. Um, it's uh, their their ticker symbol is is J E W as in Jew. <laughs> <laughs> but when you go to their site, I mean, it just looks like it looks like a, like a really, you know, you know, well laid out. Like I read the white paper and stuff. Everything's really well. Oh, well, I don't want to download it. Um, everything's really well laid out. You know, nice features. It's swift. It's fast. They've, you know, you can participate with a master node, you know, buy like a thousand shekel or something. You can have your own. Oh, sorry. Ten thousand uh, shekel yeah. or Jew or whatever. Um, 10,000 of those that you can have your own master node, get paid off of that and, you know, clearing transactions, what have you. And it's also a privacy coin too. So, so it shares a lot of features that a lot of these coins out there, but you know, and, and you never see anything. You know, it says shekels community driven. What does it mean by that? It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say like you're supporting Israel or anything per se, but it does look clean and, and, and all these features are nice and, didn't even have an ICO. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's really, I mean, but you would never really kind of know if you didn't look at it or, or make the association with the name Shekel that it's, you know, Israeli, you know, run coin. So I think, mm -hmm. so I think it's kind of cool. Like this is a really good example of how if you set up a coin like this, but you know, and you want to do something for the community, whatever this, this on its own as a cryptocurrency has value because it's anonymous peer to peer. It's fast. It's got low transaction fees, you know, you know, and you can also stake it and, and it's proof of stake protocol takes up a lot less energy than proof of work like Bitcoin. So, yeah. So I, as a I coin on its own, I might want to own this, and even if it yeah, I, I, yeah, will definitely be. Uh, you, well, you know me, I'm gonna dig into this right. <laughs> That's right. If you're quiet, you're excited. That's right. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so let's do an air horn. You probably can't hear this, but we did an air horn. Let's take take a look at crypto in the news. Blow through. I mean, there's so much news. I sent you a rundown last night, and my goodness, there's the stuff keeps popping up. We might actually only be able to cover a few things. Um, there is a big article that people took a look at. Oh, this is not it. Uh, basically, the crypto utopia. Um, there's a big article in the New York Times, I think, about making Puerto Rico a crypto utopia. Focus a lot on this man, Brock Pierce, slightly controversial figure, but one of the early adopters in the Bitcoin space. He's been he's vested heavily in a lot of Bitcoin startups. He actually also is featured on uh, a piece we'll get to in a second called the 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 Bitcoin uh, the crypto rich list. He's up in there because he has made some really good investments really early on, and he's super plugged in. And one of the things he's into these days is turning Puerto Rico into a crypto utopia. Have you heard about this, Shanita? I, I have actually, and it's it is interesting. <laughs> yeah, get, get, get your your get your sunblock ready. Let's let's head down to Puerto Rico, y'all. Now the new Cayman Islands. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Cayman Islands. Yeah, I mean, I actually was looking into Puerto Rico a few months before Maria hit because I'd heard about how it's like for businesses, there's like no tax for, for mm -hmm. startup businesses for like the huge first, tax shelter. Yeah, for like two or five years, something like that. So I was looking yeah. at it might be a move for Cinema Draft, and maybe we might be able to get some grants or something down there. Uh, but uh, then Maria hit, and I just kind of let it go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. But but uh, looks like they're rebuilding, you know, right? The seems like the mayor of San Juan's welcomed them. They've kind of set up shop in like a, 
like a, a, a an old church or something in the middle of the of the city, and it's like Brock and a bunch of other crypto millionaires and billionaires coming down to set up shop. Um, you know, mixed reaction from some of the the Puerto Ricans. Um, you know, I mean, there's you know, I, and as a Seattleite who's seen his uh, neighborhood of Rainier Valley get you know not so slowly gentrified overnight you know i can understand you know you know how they feel but if they're bringing resources and and new energy and helping rebuild you know i think it might be a good thing maybe yeah you ever been to puerto rico Shanita? you're a world traveler i have a couple of times i do you have you have <laughs> what do you think of puerto rico is like a possible uh, new uh, crypto destination new crypto destination i think it it generally is an interesting idea i think what is different than the Cayman Islands here is there's almost a Christopher Columbus type of feel of completely renaming a group of people who live in a place that's already been lived in. Oh, you mean uh, like colonization so, aspect? I like the way you cleaned yeah. it up. No, you're trying, they're trying to colonize. No, okay, that's that's part of the harsh feelings. I, I, I hear you. I feel you. It's just a little odd the, the way that I think, you know, and I think it's really the particular group of individuals who are there. I think their thought process beyond crypto um are are just a, a little narrow a little a little um just different uh than than i'm used to i suppose uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but no i i think generally though the idea of locating into places that are tax havens is not a, a wholly new concept and um the amount of money and infrastructure that could be placed into puerto rico you know, this could really be a really positive thing. And I think that's why you have people like um, the heads of the government there really on board to to look at developing that. Uh, I know there's a conference coming up in March um, in Puerto Rico focused around it. And the government is really um, kind of delved into that as well. So, I, you know, I think it could be a positive. I think there are aspects of it just, uh, you know, <laughs> in, in the ways that <laughs> the media may run off or um, that I don't necessarily um, go on board with, but I think generally, with you know, there are, there are some goods that could come out of this. And let that be a lesson to people. I mean, you can be really excited about an idea. You can find like some a place that's new to you, but there are always native and, and, and indigenous people who have thoughts and feelings and about their land and 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 their their culture. And so it's just a helpful reminder that when you go off, you know, rediscovering shit, to be respectful of of the of the culture in which you are newly inhabiting uh oh i that is something you probably watched maybe with some interest maybe even at work the sec and mm -hmm. the cftc the commodities futures trading commission i always i never really quite knew exactly what the words were but i knew what it did they actually had a hearing on on the hill um with the senate banking commission hearing on cryptocurrency uh coindesk covered some of it some people live tweeted it it was a really it was really kind of uh, I'm, I'm not sure if the bellwether is the right word, but it really you know did spark a lot of like uh, attention in the crypto space because we were looking for some news, any good news during the bloodbath that has been these last few weeks. January was rough. February started off pretty badly as well. If you didn't have a bot like I do, you made no money this month. But, uh, it, but even still, it was, it was any kind of good news would kind of help turn these charts around. And it seemed to be mostly positive. Now, were you watching, Shanita? And if you were, what did you think? Yeah, I, I didn't watch. Um, I followed up with it. You know, I, I had mixed reviews. I think there's still there's some positivity around it, but there's still the idea of moving towards the fact that, you know, they, they want to regulate 
the industry. I think that's the <laughs> I think that's the the biggest thing I came away with, which isn't really that new. I think there's uh, I forget who said it, um, but but one of the speakers mentioned I think his children or references kids and and how there's this new wave of a generational gap. Uh, so there's some shift there at least. Someone had a a dinner conversation with their uh, their teenage children that I mean, started to change their mind a bit. Um, but I still think we're going to be going down the route of, of regulation for a lot of them. Um, I think it may be Clayton who, who really has stayed on that path. Uh, but, but I do, I feel like well, people as are a lawyer, Don't you encourage regulation? So you know what the rules of the road are at least, or. I think regulation on this is really, um, fantastic that the, thing that I'm not sure about is when you start to um, move between, is it a security? Is it not a security? There's still that question. So that, you know, the, all of the regulation is already there. No one's going to be creating new laws. It's just, where do you put that bucket? And, you know, the, I, I don't worry so much about what people in the future are going to do. I worry about what people, you know, who are doing things now and what the repercussions of that's going to be, because you know, there, there will be, on um, you know some backlash if you do it wrong and and that's where you know the the concern that i i have comes into place but but i agree with you on this particular one there is some positivity coming out where people have seemingly warmed up to it to where maybe there won't be that backlash of you know you should have known what you couldn't have known because no one else knew <laughs> yeah well, well the cftc chair j christopher giancarlo said actually used the word hodl in a set in the Senate <laughs> record so we you know, that got that got all of us you know early you know uh bitcoin nerds excited but uh what but what did what is a sign of that slight slightly positive i think is that even though they they kind of it sounds like they want to spur innovation but it seems like most these senators are clueless about cryptocurrency in general and that it's going to uh be a learning curve with them they may come down more on the side of austerity than than uh caution uh while they while they aim to figure out ways to quote unquote protect people but it seemed like their biggest concern the concerns were cracking down on unregistered icos which i kind of have an issue with because there are so many icos that as an american mm -hmm. i'm not even allowed to, to participate in it really pisses me off because there's some really good <laughs> shit going on around the world and then also it seems like they want to educate and protect seniors and mainstream investors people who just kind of hear maybe you know once or twice a day off on cnbc or something about you know bitcoin or crypto and then don't really know what they're doing when they invest so i so i get their hearts might be in the right place if the senators have hearts these days but <laughs> let's just make sure hopefully that they don't try to kill uh, a, a really, really vibrant, you know, sector of industry, um, you know, too early. You know, like a light, I mean, hopefully, hoping for a light touch like you did with the internet. Otherwise, I'm, I am this close to you moving to Vancouver. Bump all that noise. <laughs> it's two hours from home, damn it, Seattle. You know, the weather's similar, you know. I mean, it's beautiful healthcare. there. Yeah, I yeah. might go with you, so. You know, I mean, yeah, you've been everywhere. You know how, you know the game. You know, there's a big world out there, damn it. You know, U.S., you ain't doing no. Right, let me stop before the CIA really. really I think I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Coinbase about to in integrate SegWit. We won't spend too much time on this. That's very necessary. It's batching transactions and also laying the groundwork for the Lightning Network. I don't have a Lightning uh, sound my soundboard. Shut up! I'll just do a shut up. No, for real. They're going to do the uh, SegWit, which would make which would reduce all these 
tiny little transaction, they, they crap out into the mempool. So it should reduce everyone's fees, make them lower. And once they do get the Lightning Network uh, you know, installed as well, that would mean really super fast transactions with super low fees. Bring it on. Do you think uh, Coinbase heard, saw Robin Hood in his rearview mirror, Shanita? Have you heard about the Robin Hood thing? I have not. No. Robinhood came out uh, a couple weeks ago. I, th- I mean, it was just last week. It feels like forever because I haven't spoken to you guys in two weeks. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, they came out last week and said that they were offering zero fees uh, in cryptocurrency uh, buying wow. and trading, I think. Um, I think they're starting off with Bitcoin and Ethereum, maybe Litecoin. but uh, And it's only in five states. They're testing it out. But, I mean, basically, you can exchange fiat for Bitcoin on Robinhood starting, I think, any any day now. Oh, wow. That's that's huge. <laughs> I didn't yeah. Square also, yeah. Square Cash, you know, the cash app, yeah. <laughs> as they say on the pod. They also um, have <laughs> enabled Bitcoin buying on their platform for everyone but me. Still waiting, Square. My ticket is still in your queue. What's up? I mean, there's only they on the Converse. They only have about five states where you can't buy Bitcoin uh, from uh, from Square. But I am not in one of them. Hook a brother up. Love to you know run through your app on camera. Let's make it happen. Uh, oh, and then of course what caught my fancy today: the Bitcoin crypt. Oh, sorry, the the Forbes crypto rich list. Uh, slightly controversial because it's kind of hard pegging down. You know these guys' wealth, as is getting anyone's true wealth. And anyways, I mean, no one really knows how many like gold bars you know Bill Gates got stashed underneath that Medina mansion out there in suburban <laughs> Seattle. But they did a decent job. They went with publicly available information to try to figure out how rich some of the top players are. And the number one person was Chris Larson, co-founder of Ripple. Does that surprise you at all, Shanita? Not really. I mean, Ripple's been rippling through the this particular world for a while now, so it's you know I I know I'm I'm on board with Ripple. I think we we talked about that yeah. <laughs> before. Oh no! Trigger warning! <laughs> Trigger warning! Oh yeah, so Ripple. So so yeah, so the the co-founder of Ripple is is the number one guy. Uh, number two estimated worth. Oh, with sorry, with uh, estimated worth between seven point five and eight billion dollars um let's see who, who else uh the next one is joseph lubin oh co-founder of ethereum oh that's tight <laughs> ethereum's, ethereum's <laughs> doing pretty well <laughs> and let's see and then we'll just do the top five shang peng zhao a lot of people call him cz oh oh wow he he owns binance pretty baller are you on binance shanita i am on binance Oh, oh, there you go. So you know how powerful <laughs> they have, you know, they are. I think they're like number three, you know, uh, exchange in volume in the world, maybe. Um, yeah. For, for botting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really, I actually have been exploring it a bit more the last three months. I actually really like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, they got candles and all that good stuff. Uh, Cam- Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, the Winklevi. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones who took like a what was it an eleven million dollar bet into crypto in twenty fourteen and and just watched it grow. Have you seen the Social Network? Is that, is that have you you remember the, uh, the the Winklevoss twins from that whole story? Oh yeah, they they uh, they were pretty infamous for a while. I mean, before they're uh, they're now infamy and 
in Bitcoin. <laughs> so you're saying they're still infamous. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and then rounding up the top five, some cat named Matthew Mellon. If the name sounds familiar, it's probably because he's a rich kid. Heir to one of America's great banking fortunes. Mellon began dabbling in cryptocurrencies years ago, despite the warnings of his friends and family. Them haters? Of course they're warning you against it. What is this digital money? We don't get it. We like owning our universities and our banks and our stuff. <laughs> and I guess he's an early investor in Ripple. So you know what? You know, Apple didn't fall too far from the tree, right? <laughs> oh, did I lose you? Okay, or you're just, I'm not, it's not that interesting. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Yes. No. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can. That's okay. Good. You're good. I'm, I'm doing okay. the show up by myself in my head, anyways. I'm the only child. Okay. So <laughs> let's get to one. And actually, you know, I wonder if I can. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, the the irony is that when you see this on actually YouTube, I have, I'm at, my actual picture is frozen uh, in a kind of interesting position. So you know, but hopefully we can get all this audio and have a good podcast. But now it is time for one of my favorite segments, one of the people's favorite, it, and let me get the soundtrack to go with it. There we go. You probably can't hear it, but it is a nice, pleasant little tune for what I like to call the Trevon James Honorary Coin Count, where I count my coins, and you count your coins, and we all get rich together. Let's compare and contrast with the prices, well, I, I guess we could say two weeks ago, but you know what? I'm not going to do all that. I just want to take a look at the seven day and see where we're at with some of the coins I'm holding in my coin portfolio in honor of, of course, the, the YouTube sensation, Trevon James. Bitcoin, it's been a rough week. As a matter of all, look at this, look at this. It's been a rough week. All of these, this is the top 100. The top 100. Everything but DigiDAO, which actually I own. I owned some of during my little botting. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the last uh, couple of podcasts, but uh, I have been experimenting with Profit Trailer. It is a quite nifty little. Uh, it's, it's a quite nifty little uh, uh, software trading bot that definitely you know buys a bunch of stuff I never would have seen or heard of. So tops. Uh, actually, you know you can't see anything. Can you? I'm sorry. Let me share my screen. You poor girl, you've been no. in the dark. Let me, let me share my screen. Say something. I'm trying to Google go. really quickly. Like, okay. <laughs> I can't keep up. There we go. All right. Let me share my screen. All right. Here we go. So, yeah. So, so basically, um, so, yeah. So, stuff like DigiDAO uh, that I never would have heard of or thought of, it trades really quickly just to get us a profit. So, I really do appreciate that. Uh, so what else? Uh, so Bitcoin, of course, we are hodling. That is our base pair in our profit trailer trading bot. Ethereum down 29%. Uh, Bitcoin down 21%. Ethereum down 29%. Ripple down 34% to the delight of several. <laughs> uh, who else? Let's see. Uh, Bitcoin Cash. No, we don't deal with bit trash. Be trash. Litecoin down 11%. Good resiliency. Uh, Litecoin. And it looks like it's had a decent day. Actually, most of these over the last 24 hours have had a pretty good day. Stop me if I come across a coin you have any thoughts or, or affection for. Uh, Stellar, we also have in our portfolio. Negative 32%. I think, I think we went in there about 16 or 19 cents. We're still okay, but not looking for Stellar. Dash, down 20%. Monero, down 19%. Bad, bad week. Who else were we hodling? Oh, we're also hodling uh, 
that, that is the basic attention token. That is actually, our, once again, our lovely Brave browser, which we're using right now, where they actually uh, give you BAT tokens to give out to your favorite websites. So you can actually have, you can actually give money to your favorite websites. Uh, 37 cents, looks like it's been down. Oh, wow, yeah, it's, it's, it's down about about 25% itself. What else in our portfolio? What are you, what are you holding, by the way? Are, do you, and do you have a coin strategy? What, what's in your coin portfolio? Yeah, I have, I'm, I haven't done too many of uh, the, the newer ones as of late. I'm still in the Ripple, Stellar, Neo, Litecoin, Neo. Bitcoin. Nice. Yeah, I am actually very excited about Neo. I, it's kind of one of my favorite platforms slash you know crypto on um, alt investments to follow. I, there's just so much vibrancy. Okay, okay, okay. Sa save the energy. We'll, we'll get to Neo in a second. Uh, Neo's on deck. I don't <laughs> oh, give, that, give that is. I'm sorry. Second. I got too excited. <laughs> I, I know, right? Okay, that's, that's good. That's good though. Because actually, I've got questions about Neo, <laughs> so I would love to have you. Uh, learn a brother on some Neo. Um, so we're also following Substratum, which hopes to open up the internet to all. That also had it's had a good day, but also in the last seven days, it's been down. Oh, wow. From 85 cents. Okay, it looks like it's recovered some. It looks like it's been down about 15% or so. Uh, who else are we tracking? Bloom! Now being tracked on... On Coin Market Cap, 82 cents, which is below our ICO price, <laughs> but it's also recovering. <laughs> I know that's pretty sad. We actually got in at like a dollar 26. It had a moment, and then the moment passed, and hopefully it will recover like everyone else. Um, yeah. And over the last week, it's Bloom done. And Bloom actually, and that's the thing about Bloom is interesting because people complain or, or talk shit about Bloom because they're not like overly aggressive with their marketing, you know, they're not like overly out there trying to get you get people to refer or whatever. That's because they're focusing on the product. They're actually named one of the top five cryptocurrencies or, or, ice, or is it, yeah, altcoins, whatever to watch in 2018. So by, I think it was Forbes or TechCrunch or something. See, so yeah, so $1.09 and yeah, so it's also down about 20 So yes, and that is your Javon James honorary coin count, where we hope to have a better week next week, with still a lot of more of the same music. <laughs> okay, there, enough of that. So, it's prefaced by her enthusiasm for this coin, today's <laughs> altcoin of the week, this week's altcoin of the week, is Neo! Airhorn. That's right. So, actually, you know what? Let's, I'm, I'm going to see the floor to you. Since you know so much about Neo, tell us a little bit about what you love about <laughs> Neo and why it's a coin that gets you so excited. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea that there hasn't really been a coin that's mirrored as close to Ethereum and its platform as NEO does. To me, NEO represents the full encompassing of the entire blockchain process. Ooh. And that to me is really exciting to have something beyond Ethereum that you're able to look at and um, see what the, the build out is and potentially developing something even bigger, um, maybe not bigger, but even more uh, in tune with everyday life than um, Ethereum even is. I know there's some um, kind of in the pre-notes, you talked a bit about the decentralized apps. 
Um, so I'm just intrigued to see how they're how the one user friendly they're able to make the platform, and then how developers are going to respond to um, their development on on that platform. I, I just I'm curious because there's there haven't been a lot of players to really do that apart from Ethereum. Okay, no, and, that's, and fair enough. And you're right; it is a platform for programmable assets like smart contracts and stuff, or as they like to say, was it digital assets plus digital identity plus smart contract equals a smart economy. And they actually have a lot of decentralized apps or dApps, holla at your boy, uh, that they are already, uh, <laughs> they've already built off of, on the platform. And it's just, I mean, it <laughs> seems like a cool way to, to, to do a coin or a token where maybe even for a hyperlocal situation like like you know Inglewood um, where mm -hmm. you can have or everyone can have their Inglewood you know citizen ID or whatever programmed into and into the 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 neo uh, uh, esque blockchain and you and you guys can can you know execute stuff like that I mean actually it's it's actually a pretty good idea uh, pretty cool idea especially if you can keep the transactions down low to do stuff like smart contracts with like me keep track of rent that way or or you know, maybe it might eventually replace a lot of you know sorry your jobs uh, where a lot of you know uh, forms and stuff <laughs> that people can easily you know, kind of fill out that you know, that you know are right now need like a paralegal or 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 very junior lawyer lawyering can be taken care of stuff like this so it's very interesting what can be done with with platforms with smart contracts and stuff like neo yeah really the my one issue with neo and you know, it kind of goes back and forth. It's just it's so tied to um, the regulation happening in China, and that's been so up and down. Um, that's right. Neo is China based. So Neo, they're just it's China based, yeah. And so it's just you know, not to say that we have a, a great system going on in the states, <laughs> but <laughs> um, you know that that's the one area where I'm like, oh, I'm not. I just don't know where it's going to go uh, because because of that uncertainty within the regulatory environment that it's it's uh, set on. No, fair enough. And here we have so once again from our from our favorite spot the. BPNC, they actually have a digital asset evaluation score sheet. This is the first time I filled one of these out because I have my own little, you know, messy internal metrics for what I look for in, when I'm investing into a into a coin. But yeah, they've actually codified it. So let's take a look. And they've got this nice, cute little, you know, was it anagram or I don't know, not, uh, whatever you call it, the you know, the little um, security participation, accounting and legal, community management and team. Earnings, supply and demand, usability, industry slash institutional backing, technical, and X factor. What they like to call all together now, spacesuit X. <laughs> so get your moon boots ready. Does Neo qualify? <laughs> well, I went down. So when they, so kind of interesting question. When they asked for a website, kind of went like, okay, so what do you mean by a website? They have one. Uh, does it look professional? I guess is what they mean. Well, yes, Neo looks professional. Um, actually, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna actually slide this over and cover your face for a minute, so we can go back and forth with. There we go. I'm sure you won't mind, even though you're already on incognito mode, anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so what we're looking for are so the website. Yes, the professionally done website. GitHub commits over 359. So that shows a lot of activity, a lot of development. That's important. Um, what else? Uh, the total, the total supplies, the coin supply, and the total supply. Now that's actually important because you want to make sure that you either you don't have too many, you don't have too little. And the reason, and some of the reasons why, if you have too many coins. 
then you get into a, a ripple-like situation where it's like a hundred billion, you know, coins or something like that, where it takes a lot of action or movement to actually move the price, which isn't what you want when you're investing the coin. And then also you don't. And then also if you have like a smaller cap, it's not too bad, but you want to make sure there's still enough supply so that you can mine it effectively. There's still incentives for other people to come along and mine it or stake it. Um, so the coin supply actually is, is pretty. It's pretty perfect. 65 million coins in circulation, 100 million supply. The price is kind of up there. So let me ask you this, Shanita. What was the price <laughs> of NEO when you entered the market? Oh, I wanted, I know it was under 100. Oh, nice. The time. It was fairly recent. I'm trying, I'm going on Binance now to <laughs> <laughs> there you go. see if I can pull it up, up the history there. Um, <laughs> $7.4 billion market cap, I might add. So that's it's it's not a small player. It is currently number seven in the coin market cap rankings. Let's see. Uh, and what and then oversold, undersold, and that's actually a great question because that brings us to our burgeoning area of technical analysis, the TA. Lordy, thought I left all that behind when I graduated MBA school. But no, we are back looking at these charts. <laughs> Damn charts, but you know what? It has been helpful to try to figure out the directions of the markets. This is the chart for NEO uh, versus the U.S. dollar, and as you can see, kind of the action that's been going on over what? What? Let me see. What chart is this? I think this is a. This might just be a daily. Ch no, that's, this looks like it may be like an all uh, like a, a longer chart, maybe 14-day chart. Anyways, oh, that's right. Yeah, actually, we can see what it is. Here's the 21st. So it looks like a three-month chart. And so this is roughly about today. And so they asked if it's oversold or undersold. Well, this is the RSI, the Relative Strength Index. And I think they figured that out by – I think it goes by volume. It's, it's, a, it's a metric that indicates volume. And the amount of volume from one day to the next, it kind of – gives you the strength, the relative strength of a coin or a property. And so you want to have yours in between here and there. If it's over here, it's over, it's over bought. And if it's over here, it's oversold. And it's neither. It's right in the middle. So NA for that. So yeah, so did you find on your Binance what you got your NEO for? I am having to go through a second layer of security. To oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If you do find out, let us know. Um, we're, we're already kind of liking what we see with Neo so far. When it comes to security, out of a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, we give it a 9. Um, they have a fairly they have it seems they have like more than one uh, security person on their team. They've got a really robust team once you figure out where they're at. You have to go all the way down here, click Neo Contributors. And then you have a lot of Asian people. Nice. So several, several women too, which is even better because there is a dearth of women in crypto. Uh, also, participation is a 10. Half these cats are community liaisons or operations managers. So they're really about building out their community. Earnings, 10, because they have, and I wrote, I did the math and scribbled it on my little sheet. They have earned over six, or if since the beginning of NEO, which is about 18 months ago, your, uh, which at least for, which was, which is how long it's been tracked on Coin Market Cap, you would have earned 63,250% in a year and a half. So it's not bad. From 18 cents, let's see if I can bring that chart. From 18 cents, see, is the all time. All the way up to one, oh no, 117. So even higher since I last did this, did the math. Mm -hmm. Supply and demand's a 10, great supply, usability. I put as an eight because I still had questions going into this before you got excited about it. 
<laughs> uh, industry and institutional backing seems to be lacking, but you know what? It might just because be because it's uh, Chinese and we don't know exactly what's going on <laughs> behind the Great Firewall. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. their white paper is robust and solid. Give that a 10. And the X Factor, I gave an 8. Although, having talked to Shanita, I'd probably give it a 9. Either way, the total score is 83. I like them apples. Okay. So okay. that is... Yeah, that's, that's not bad. It's not bad. That's our first look at a digital asset evaluation. I kind of liked it. So I'll check with uh, with admins over at BPNC and see if I can stick a link in, in uh, below to see if you guys can take advantage of it. But that's, really, that's a really cool little assessment chart. What do you think? I bet I haven't seen that yeah. before. I'm like learning a lot of new tricks here. Oh, good. Yay. You know, we should talk more often. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the, the ICO Did You Know. Somewhere I got put on the wrong list and I get all these damn pitches for altcoins and, and, and ICOs, what have you. And it's just been a mess. But I actually have uh, ICO I'm pretty excited about, mostly because, once again, hat tip to BPNC, Black People in Cryptocurrency Facebook group, because they tipped me to Oh Hey Maddie's spreadsheet. This is baller. This dude does all the work so you don't have to. This is his top five ICOs he's keeping an eye on. He has project reviews that you can do deep dives into. And all these are really, and a lot of these are really interesting. And actually, oh, it looks like the one I was most interested in kind of dropped. But we'll take a look at that in a second. And he goes through all these different little metrics, his own little rubric of sorts, how interested he is, what the current stage is. He's got notes, he's got reviews, the impact on the space. And then what's even better is that off of his grading, you can actually see how he's done. I think it's not is historical. Is, let me see. Is historical data as a price? No, I think it's past project review. There we go. Of the ones that have got 90% or more in his rating system, which I assume is a little bit more thorough than our digital asset evaluation, he has made a staggering, on average, 59 or 590% ROI on, on in 30 days. Well, actually, on average, more like 518% ROI in 30 days off his ICO investments. And then his 80 to 90%, inexplicably, <laughs> those are actually higher on average, 1,448% 30-day average ROI. So this dude's killing it. Basically, anything mm -hmm. over a 70, you're mm -hmm. good. You're, you're pretty much good. So I will have this link in uh, below when we post this to, to YouTube and also the website because this is a really interesting tool and, and really opens my eyes to some ICOs that I have not really been following or heard about. So let's take a look at our, our ICO uh, of the week, which is Coinvest. Coinvest, have you heard of this one, Shanita? Not until, not until you mentioned it, actually. Yeah, this is a uh, well, can we get there? Okay. There we go. All right. So, basically, this is also going to be another decentralized exchange. Uh, they are super oversubscribed at with over 1500 registrants. The next round of funding they've already gone through a couple is February 16th. So, I'm actually trying to I think I might so I'm I'm actually heading out your way to LA for a Black Panther holiday weekend. <laughs> and uh, I think before I leave, I will be lined up for the second the clock strikes midnight. I might actually be uh, 
GMT. So it might actually be like technically Thursday night for us to just to buy into this sucker because this seems pretty exciting. Um, this actually it's uh, it's going to be like a, an ex exchange, kind of like Binance, but not quite. Whereas a decentralized exchange is where you hold all your own. Your, your own coins, your own private keys. So whereas with Binance, you have to deposit your money onto an exchange and then trade it. In this one, you keep it in your wallet, usually uh, an ERC-20, an Ethereum-based token type wallet, like a MyEther wallet or something. And then when you're ready to exchange, you just trade directly from your wallet to their wallet. They just kind of provide the meeting place. Have you, have you heard about decentralized exchanges before? Are you familiar with them? I... I'm trying to think of the one that I had heard about, but generally Ether this would Delta. be a lot more efficient. Say that once more. Ether Delta or Radar? Radar, Radar. Yeah, Ra Radar doesn't have a lot of volume, and that, that's part of the issue with a lot of these decentralized exchanges that not a ton of volume, but a lot of but I, I see more and more some of these ICOs coming up with coins for for um, decentralized exchanges. And there's, I mean, and just from kind of the excitement behind this one and the way it's graded out, this one might have a chance. I, I like its chances. So looks like we have another eight days to wait, Shanita. So I'm gonna get my ducks in a row. <laughs> the anticipation. You know, the anticipation. Well, you guys can't see me now because my video crapped out, but yes, the anticipation. Can't wait. <laughs> We shall definitely check it out. Co-invest. So, so let's let's ask everybody. You know, last week's poll, because we were off last week, and then you know the poll from the week before was was a dead poll as well. It doesn't exist. So we'll be have a new poll for you all. Should you or are you interested in investing in Co-invest? So I will plant it right here, right as we post this uh, late tonight. We'll. Are you interested in, in investing in Co-invest? We'll. Do a poll here. We'll let it run for six days. And you let us know whether you're interested in getting into Co-Invest, a decentralized exchange that will have its own ICO and token coin. And let, let, let your voice be heard. Let me know if you're interested if, in investing into the, the Co-Invest ICO. Okay, ask a BTC guy. Send me your crypto questions. I'll send $10 in BTC for my Coinbase tipping wallet. Uh, all you have to do is email me your question at blacksinbitcoin at gmail.com. That is blacksinbitcoin at gmail.com. The top three questions I get, I will answer on the air with me and my guests. Now, uh, the first question I have is from Jason. He said, can you explain Ethereum mesh nets? Is this what Substratum is working on? Now, actually, I haven't heard of an Ethereum mesh net, but... Uh, what Substratum is working on is kind of a mesh net. They're trying to basically create internet experience that is borderless, that is free from any kind of blocking. It's basically a, a layer on top of the web that we already have, kind of like a, an internet 2.0. Have you heard of Ethereum mesh nets, Shanita? Am I missing something? I have not. No, this is all new for me. Yeah, because most mesh nets I've heard of is something like, like you know, really like micro local or whatever. Like if you're in like say like a Starbucks and everyone's mm -hmm. on their you know their cell phone and decide to do a mesh net and have like their own little internet between each other, that's the most mesh nets I'm used to hearing about. But the substratum kind of is like a mesh net. Um, it's really you know they're they're really going into uh, internet freedom and stuff, which in our era of of uh, deregulation and oh gosh and and killing of net neutrality we may need some substratum like like for real and i've been begging them begging them to let me run a node who 
Who do I have to sleep with to get a note around here? Seriously, I have tweeted at them. I have emailed them. I've signed <laughs> up. Hook a brother up. I want a note because you can actually earn money just by – you can actually earn money on um, by running a node and, and leaving it running when you're not using your computer. Sounds like gold to me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if, so I mean, yeah. if you're not familiar with Substratum, check it out. It also – I mean, it has it, it has really potential um, uh, world-changing possibilities to it. I'm a huge fan. Um, so, and that – so, thank you, Jason. I'll be sending $10 from my BTC – Coinbase tipping wallet to yours, and yeah, so this is kind of, kind of my bad. Um, only one question this week because we were off for a couple weeks. I get it, out of sight, out of mind. Sad. Uh, so Shanita, do you have a question for us? <laughs> it's okay if you don't. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Well, I, I yeah, no, I did have a question. Um, just looking at some, we kind of spoke on this when we met as well. If if you'd heard of or seen any new AR, VR based uh, coins that have popped up that are interesting or oh, um, we should be looking I at? I don't think I have, but let's Google real quick. Uh, the gaze coin, okay. VR, AR, blockchain token get paid to gaze. That sounds interesting. Pay me to play a game or to watch Netflix on a virtual reality screen i'm with it their ico is complete okay um looks like they sold 29.5 million tokens and made 8,010 eth oh goodness um actually let me let me get the calculator on that one so eth is trading about what 800 right now let's just say let's say 800 be conservative 8,010 so they raised 6.4 million dollars Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might need to look into this. I want, so I wonder when they finished it. Uh, let me see if it's on Coin Market Cap because it sounds like they're done. So they probably are already out on on exchanges and stuff. Uh, maybe this sounds like something that should be on your radar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this should be. Yeah, it's on Uh, I think we lost you for a second, so we'll just take a oh. look and see. Oh, there you are. You're back. Did you? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, so nope, it's not listed on Coin Market Cap yet, so they're probably still rolling out after their crowd sale. But yeah, gays. Thanks for piquing my curiosity. For that, you get ten dollars from my Coinbase tipping <laughs> wallet. All right. Might actually be worth some today. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. I could have got it for 35 cents, too. Good, good for them. I like seeing innovative ICOs do well. Good for them. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So we are uh, – my this week's For the Culture, my, rapidly becoming one of my favorite shows every week. Actually, two of my favorite shows. Actually, it's the best hour, comedy hour on television right now, and it is in, of all places, free form, for crying out loud. I'm talking about Grownish – and Alone Together. Are you familiar with either of these two shows, Shania Nicholas? I am familiar with Ronish. I am not familiar with the other one. So are you, are you like actively watching Gronish or you saw like the pilot and you just kind of checked out? I am probably more of the latter, unfortunately. <laughs> not because <laughs> I tend to not see too many, too many shows generally. 
Well, you know what? Well, I watch all the shows, so you don't have to. This show is excellent. It gets better every week. I love it. It's adorable. To, uh, I just watched it. It comes on Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific time, uh, followed by Alone Together at 5.30 p.m. And this week's was just, I mean, she has like her first heartbreak. And it's just, I mean, it was just beautiful. It was just a great show. I mean, so mm-hmm. there are so many great lines. The acting is seamless. I had my reservations about Zoe going off to college. I mean, besides the fact that she wasn't always like the bright one per se, <laughs> at least through mm-hmm. most of Blackish. Do you watch Blackish? I did, yeah, that that I watched. Okay, yeah. So she wasn't always like the brightest one until kind of like the later couple seasons that kind of made her like sneaky smart. But she's like she's a really fun character, you know, great actress and a great ensemble too. Where it, now instead of you know usually being like the token black person, it's like the token white person. First of all, what college in L.A. <laughs> has this much diversity? I love it. I mean, it must be. It is this, pretty great. You know, it's, it's great. It's like they've got like this this one um, token white bisexual chick who's super funny. She's hysterical, and then and everyone else is. It's just a really well done ensemble show. And of course, Yara Shahidi is a woke star. If you've seen her Twitter mm-hmm. at all, she is very very about that business. Yeah, so I really enjoy Black. Uh, I was gonna say Blackish, Grownish, the spinoff from Blackish. It's this. It's so well done. And I think I tweet out tonight that. Um, every week it just, you know, it just brings joy into my life or something, something really corny. Cause it, I just felt really heartwarmed. It's a really great show, really great writing, great acting. So that's grownish. And then the other one I just think is flat out hilarious. It's called alone together. I, you know what? I encourage you to sample it, Shanita. Not that, I mean, not that, uh, not going to do any like age discrimination or anything per se, but this is probably the one, this is probably the definitive millennial comedy that I've seen that actually kind of pokes fun at millennials by the, by millennials, but that also kind of, you know, makes it universal. Cause a lot of times, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of times you, people come down hard on y'all because they think you guys are vapid and self-absorbed, whatever. I mean, everyone's vapid and self-absorbed. That actually crosses any <laughs> generation, right? But the way they do it, it's so charming and winning and they're truly best friends. It's like their whole shtick is that they, they, they don't, they've never dated. They're not like, you know, in love or anything. They're best friends. And so, and he even introduces himself, you know, anytime like some guy is dating her, like, yep, we, we don't date. We're just best friends. I know it's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's super <laughs> cute. It's like, it's like a millennial version of Seinfeld. If Seinfeld and if, if Jerry and Elaine were, you know, spat out in, in today's times and, and lived among us right now, just focus on them. Because their shows are about nothing. It's like the most minutiae, but it's hysterical in the most millennial way possible. I encourage you to check it out. I really do. <laughs> and, it's, and it's set in L.A. too. So there's a lot of L.A.-isms in there too. And it looks like she we lost Shania's audio for a second. Okay, but so yeah, so so everyone grownish and alone together. Definitely check those out. Um, let's see. So let's bring this in for a landing. Airhorn. Uh, thanks everybody for for listening and watching. How can you check out? Blacks and Bitcoin and support us? Well, go to our Twitter at Blacks and Bitcoin. Go to the site, BlacksandBitcoin.com. Facebook, Blacks and, Bi- Blacks and Bitcoin. Instagram, at Blacks and Bitcoin. But no Snapchat. We don't do none of that. Also, please subscribe and rate and rank this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever your favorite podcasting outlet lives. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. Recommend us. because the more And follow us. Subscribe. Because the more people who subscribe, 
the sooner I get a chance to actually name this channel and not have it be some weird kind of URL. And if you're curious about my fancy sports style movies game, it's at cinemadraft. Uh, cinemadraft, not the Slack. That's at cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co, which uh, is right now still uh, in our fundraising round. But you can see examples of how this, how everything works. Sign up for our beta list to be let be made aware the second we are funded and up and running again. Or visit our store and get some merch. Merch is always great. Uh, also, feel free to support me by signing up for a Bitcoin account at Coinbase for your first $10 deposit. They will give you an extra $10. They'll give me $10. Win-win for everyone. Appreciate that. Or you can always tip me at my little, little old uh, blockchain.info wallet. Super long address is also below in the description. Appreciate it. And even more, send me your questions. Tell your friend to send me your questions. I'm out here giving away Bitcoin in these streets. Shania Nicholas can vouch for that. I am giving away Bitcoin. So, yes. And, and, and did we get you back, Shanita? Are you here? I am. Yeah, I think I lost you for a little bit. Yes. I, mean, I, 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 I kind of figured that. We kind of ran with that. But I'm glad you're back. Um, okay. well, two, two things. One, did you ever figure out what price you got in at on Neo on Binance? <laughs> It was unfortunately a little over a hundred. It was at one hundred two. Yeah, but you're but still up ten percent. That's that's good stuff. Still up ten, yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, and then the other question is, we are wrapping up. So, Shnita, plug your ish. <laughs> yeah, so we are on um, soft opening for Sip and Sonder in Inglewood tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be open from ten to four Monday through Friday. Um, up through our grand opening when we will have um, everything available at our normal hours. But anyone who finds himself in LA or in Inglewood, uh, come by. There you have it. Yeah, the Sippin' so location, 108 South Market Street. Uh, the soft opening tomorrow, as in Thursday, February 8th, out there in Inglewood. <laughs> how, actually, I, I know you get this question all the time, but how far are you from the dunes, a.k.a. Issa Rae's apartment? On... <laughs> <laughs> Not that far. Uh, insecure. <laughs> That's so funny because it's kind of yeah, iconic. Yeah, it's so funny. It's kind of it was kind of iconic before yeah. the show, only because you know I mean like it not it's not so much it was iconic per se. It's like I know where exactly where it is. I pass by it all the time. When mm -hmm. I lived like a block into Westchester, although almost Inglewood, and so it's like oh I know that spot, but I had no idea people would like go there and like take pictures in front of it and stuff. It's just like take pictures, yeah. It's a lot of that. <laughs> so yeah, so definitely fun. support our girl Shanita Nicholas out, and thanks so much. We give you the clap. Thanks so much for coming out and guessing with me despite these myriad technical difficulties. I will do my best to edit around some. I appreciate you. Um, next week, we welcome Black fun. Enterprises Digital Manager slash Technology Journalist Samara Lynn in the house. Bring Black Enterprise and the clout of it with her. In the coming weeks, we also look forward to having Bitcoin writer, journalist, Diamond Michael Scott. This brother, Shanita, has lived off the fiat grid for the last mm. three years. That's amazing. 
that, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I'm looking, I'm <laughs> that's looking awesome. forward to hearing some of that. Uh, we'll bring him back. We actually did a yeah. show or tried to do a show with him that also had technical difficulties. I got to get better at this. <laughs> we hope to have him in on actually recording a show on the 20th because I'm having knee surgery on the 21st. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then also we are looking to have a redo with the lovely CNBC segment producer, Courtney Brown. Oh, Yes, we had such a great conversation. Hopefully we can replicate something along those lines. So thanks again, Shanita. You've been outstanding. Golf clap. Great. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yep. And there you go. That's you in the middle. Right? That's right. Your hair. I can't miss your hair. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's you in the middle. Oh, that's right. You can't see because I'm not sharing my screen because I suck. All right. Anyways, um, but thanks for coming on. Despite all the technical difficulties, thanks for talking some crypto with us. Everybody, thanks for tuning in and showing out. And if you love Bitcoin, hodl if you hear me. (laughs) And that's the wrong music, but we'll let it play out anyways. Peace.